Alright, Shabbos say good morning, good morning. A good chodesh to everyone. Let us begin by, by thanking all of our sponsors to thank our Tamil Torah sponsors for the month of Adar. To thank Stephen Terry Zinn for dedicating all the Shurim and Drashos this month in memory of Terry's father, Dr. Harry Khan, Svi Hirsch Ben Yosef Akoin, on the occasion of his 10th yard site. To thank our Tamatora sponsors for Adar, Paul and Kathy Pollock, in memory of Paul's grandfather, Zechariah Ben Zechariah, and his grandmother, Dina Bas Dov, Zichronom Livracha. To thank our Dafyomi, our week of learning sponsors, Yehuda and Bruchwalter, in commission of the Shloshim of Rabbi Yehuda's father, Usher Zelig Ben Yaakov Yehuda Halevi Bruchwalter. To thank our Dafyomi sponsor for today, Alan Wiseman, in memory of his father-in-law, Charles Newman, Zechariah Ben Yisrael, and Jacob and Julie Blumenfeld, in commission of the yard site of Jacob's grandfather, great-grandfather, Mordechai Ben Ravioel. And of course, we dedicate our learning today in the Schos of an Aliyah for the Neshama of Chaim Moshe Cohen, Zichron Levracha. Chaim Moshe Cohen was the young boy who was killed in our community in the tragic biking accident. If memory, many of you may remember, you might not be able to put the face to the name, but he was a young man who used to come to the Shir uh, for a very long time. He would ride his bike here every morning and would come to the Shir. Probably uh, a little while ago, he stopped. Um, a very, very, very sweet boy, a very sweet young man, and just a, a tragic, tragic situation for his family, for our community, actually the same age as my son's. Um, incredibly sweet, Neshama, always had a smile, was always, when he came, was always one of the first people here in Shir, and um, a very sweet boy. We just hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, his Neshama will have an aliyah, and his family in Nechama. Well, so with that, let us begin. Today's daf is Lamid. We are going picking up Emir Sashem at Chavtes Amud Base 29b. We are picking up, we have a lot to do today. We left off, let's actually pick up 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, about 15 lines down from the top. Let's just start from there and, and make our way. Amri lo duchuli alma halachi, ibn Azir. Remember again, we originally started with the Machlokis Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish. Namely, trying to understand why is it that a father has the ability to make his son a Nazir, yet the mother does not. Rabbi Yochanan said, Rabbi Yossi said that it is a din in Chinuch. A din in Chinuch. The Gemara wanted to align this with a Machlokis Tanoim, but now the Gemara says, no, in reality, everyone agrees that this indeed is a Halacha Lamoshim Sinai. That it is a father who has the ability to make his son a nazir and not a mother. I see what's the machlokes then between Rebbe, between Rebbe and Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Sabar, Mufla Samochli Ishtarabanon. Rebbe holds that the ability of a boy who reached Onast Nedarim, the age of, of, of Neder maturity, even before he's reached the age of physical maturity, that he has the ability to make Nedarim. Rebbe holds that that is a Dindarabanon. And therefore, Va'asya Da'araisa. The Daraisa, namely the Halach Lamoshim Yisina, that says that a father can make his son into a Nazir, is Docha the Drabanon of Mufla Samochleish. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda Savar, Mufla Samochleish Daraisa, whereas Rabbi Yosef Yehuda holds that no, the concept of Mufla Samochleish is indeed a Daraisa, and therefore again, the Daraisa Mufla Samochleish, the fact that the boy has reached the age of Nedim maturity, Prevents his, which is Daraisa, prevents his father from going ahead and making a neder nezirus on his behalf. Good. Bibai, so another possibility is the Chuli Alma 
Kedei lechancha b'mitzvahs. Well, so the other possibility is that everyone agrees that in fact the ability of a father to make his son a nazir is a din in chinuch, and therefore what's the machlokas? So the Gemara says, and everyone holds that Allah the fact that when a boy reaches the age of nedim maturity, even though he has not yet reached the age of physical maturity, that he has the ability to make nedarim for himself, that's a din derabanan, and therefore Rabbi Savar asi chinuch derabanan v'dachi mufla samachlish derabanan. Rabbi holds that chinuch. Which is a drabanon, because mitzvah drabanon to be mechanic one son. The mitzvah of chinuch ultimately comes and sets aside the din of mufla samochliish. Rabbi Yosef Behuda Savar, Achegila Onas Nadarim. Rabbi Yosef Behuda, on the other hand, holds that Allah Chalamaisa, who holds that until, the age, until he reaches the age of actual nadim maturity, Kasavar lo asi chinuch drabanon, vidachi mufla samochliish. He holds that the chinuch, the drabanon of chinuch, does not go ahead and set aside. The mufla samoch liish. Fine. So lema hani tanai kani tanai. So let's say the machlokes tanaim align with each other. This sanya, very interesting case. Maisa Rabbi Chanina shediro aviv benazir. So let's say there's a story. Rabbi Chanina, one time his father undertook a neder nizirus on his behalf. So literally, what's happening over here is Rabbi Chanina is a kid, although we'll have to. Gemara is going to discuss exactly what age he was. So Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chanina's father undertook a neder nizirus on his behalf. And ultimately, they brought the boy in front of Rabbi Gamliel. So it's very interesting. Rabbi Gamliel wanted to see, was the father's declaration on behalf of the son effective? Rabbi Gamliel assumed, what did this hinge on? This hinged on whether or not the boy, Rabbi Hanina, well, he was just Hanina then, Rabbi Hanina had reached the age of physical maturity. And Rabbi Hanina had not yet reached the age of physical maturity, then the father's Nedun Aziris on behalf of his son will be binding. If he did reach the age of physical maturity, then the, then the, nazir, the Nedr on behalf of his son would not be effective. So Rabbi Gamliel is, is investigating. So the Gemara is late then, Hey, Vishtei Saros, Mala, Hey, Saros. So Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Leidah, and Hegila on us, the Nadarim in love. Rabbi Yossi says, no, no, he was investigating as to whether or not the young boy Hanina had reached the age of Nadar maturity or not. So listen to this. Says Rabbi Gamil is conducting this investigation. Young Rabbi Hanina says to him, Omer Lo, Rabbi, Al Titzta'er Lebodkani. Rabbi, there's no need for you to investigate. Im Katanani, Abba. If I'm a Katan, Ultimately, I'm a Nazir because my father took a nedra on my behalf. In Godel Ani, but if I'm an adult, I'm going to go in and be a Nazir anyway. Why? Because I want to be a Nazir. Because I want to be a Nazir. So I'm say, listen to this. Rabbi Gamliel stood up and kissed the boy on his head. I am absolutely confident that this boy is going to grow up to be someone who is a posek. Who is supposed to say, ultimately again, who teaches and delivers halachic rulings in Klal Yisrael? Amru, they said, It was not long until Rabbi Hanina, in fact, became a great Talmud Chacham and one who delivered Piske Halacha. I will say, it's very beautiful. Why, you know, why was Rabbi Gamliel, I'm sorry, why, why, was, why, you know, why was Rabbi Gamliel so taken with this young boy? So I will say, if we go with the idea that the whole reason why a father would take a Ned and his ears for his son, is because of precious, right? Like we saw in the rush, that ultimately, again, a father is trying to teach his son 
the need to be able to abstain from certain things. The need, ult- or as ultimately the goal, is moderation. That's ultimately the goal. But sometimes in order to reach moderation, what do you have to do? You have to swing the pendulum to the other extreme. This, right? this, this is the Rambam's idea. Right? The Rambam's whole yisod is you always have to find a derech hamamutza. You always have to find the middle path in life. But sometimes in order to find the middle path, you first have to go to the extreme of where you currently are, so that ultimately, again, you settle back somewhere on that middle path. Somewhere on that middle path. So I will say, so therefore it appears that Rabbi Gamil was so taken by this boy. Because it's one thing for the father to make an Edna Zeros on behalf of the kid. Okay, so the kid is just passive in that he doesn't have any choice. But for the child to say, listen, one way or the other, I'm accepting this upon myself. If I'm a katan, my father can do it for me. If I'm an adult, I willingly accept it. To be able to have that level of emotional maturity while being such a young boy is such a dramatic display of greatness. Rabbi was just confident that such a person like this would be able to go ahead and make an impact for Cloud Yisrael. Incredible. So we'll say, let's analyze the story. So who holds that a father has the ability to make a nether for his son only until the son reaches the age of nether maturity. And I will say, just to be clear, we are presupposing that nether maturity um, precedes physical maturity. So Kern Rabbi holds that therefore, again, even before the child becomes a physiological or biological gadol, the father cannot make nedarim for him if he reaches the age of nedarim maturity. And by the way, as I mentioned yesterday, the age of nedarim maturity is the age at which a child understands the dynamic of nedarim. What does it mean to make a nedar? Who am I making a nedar to? And what are the implications and ramifications of making a nedar? So Kern Rabbi holds that a father only has the ability to make a nedar on behalf of his son until the son reaches the age of nedarim maturity. So what happens? So we understand that what he means, if I'm still a katan, I'll be a nadir, I'm sorry, I'll be a nazir because of the vow of my father. Here's the problem. If the son did not yet bring, if did not yet display top of lamin, did not yet display signs of physical maturation, then at the end of the day, he is still in the rishos of his father. Rather, ultimately, again, what the son was saying is like this. If I, if I have not yet displayed signs of physical maturation, I will be a nazir because of my father. And if I have displayed signs of physical maturation, I will be a nazir of my own volition, i.e., I've undertaken this on my own. If he has, in other words, if I have two heirs, in other words, if I've spread the signs of physical maturation, then ultimately again, the Nazirus is mine. But ultimately again, if not, if not, they'll say, what happens if in the middle of this Nazirus, the son were to develop signs of physical maturation? What would happen then? So the Gemara says, So all of this works well because he holds that it's not a din in physical maturation. Rather, what is it? It's a din in nether maturation. But according to Rebbe, ultimately who holds that it's a din in physical maturation, what is there to say? So listen to this. The Gemara says, Amri l'Rebi lekatakanto. I will say, it could be that according to Rebbe, who holds that all of this is dependent on signs of physical maturation, if the son were to develop signs of physical maturation in the middle of his Nedin Aziros, 
Interestingly enough, what would he have to do? He'd have to observe two periods of Nazirus. One to satisfy the original nether of his father, and a second to go ahead and satisfy his own nether Nazirus. Fine. Shabbos say this, so this brings this particular sugya to an end. How do we paskin? Shabbos say, so listen to this. It's actually interesting to see how the Ramam blends these two halachas together. So this is in Hilchos Nazirus, Perak Beis, Halacha Yud Gimel. So first of all, the Rambam, the Rambam Pasuk is like this. So we'll say, at what age does a young man have the ability to make Nidarim for himself? So remember, we have a fundamental machlokis over here, Rabbi and Rabbi Yossi. Is it physical maturation or is it Nedar maturation? So first, the Rambam Paskins, Katan Sheigila Onas Nedarim Vinadar Benazir, Hari Zenazir, Umevi Karbanosov. So we'll say, we Paskin, it's Onas Nedarim. This is actually very interesting. So whereas in everything else in Halacha, Maturity is determined by physical maturation. When it comes to nedarim, we determine adulthood or maturity by nether maturation. So as soon as the boy enters into the age of onas nedarim, so I will say, when is onas nedarim? So it sounds like as soon as the boy has entered into his 13th year, between the ages of 12 and 13, already again, that, at least according to the Rosh and the Ramam, that's called onas nedarim. And therefore, if he makes a nether, and we're confident that he knows what he's doing, that nether is binding. So I'll say, hear this? The boy is not yet a gadol, right? Halachically, halachically, he's still a katan in every other way. Yet, his nedarim will be binding. He says, right? Even though he has not yet brought physical, right, signs of physical maturation, nevertheless, his nether nizirus will be binding. Now, say, now the Ramam goes on and he says, So we'll say, Now here we go, we'll say. So the Ramam, it's interesting because the Gemara brings down these halachas in the reverse. The Ramam changes the order, right? So the Ramam starts with the halacha that a boy could go ahead and begin to make binding nedarim once he reaches the age of nether maturity. That's halacha one. Halacha two. A father has the ability to make his son into a Nazir. Up until when? Up until the son reaches the age of Nadir maturity. Onas Nidarim. But the Ramam says, a mother does not have the ability to make her son into a Nazir. Why, says the Rambam? So we'll say, the Rambam Paskins, the Rambam Paskins, like Rabbi Yochanan, namely, that what? This is a halakha la Moshe Misinai. So we'll say, there it is. There it is. So there's a halakha la Moshe Misinai that says that a father has the ability to make his son into a Nazir. The Rabban points out that this is the only type of neder that a father could undertake on behalf of his son. Why? Why the only type of neder? Why? Again, the best answer, halakha la Moshe Misinai. Mother can't do it. Why? So I'll say, so this is how the Ramam Paskins. If the father, so number one, let's, let's reverse the order. Number one, father has the ability to make his son a Nazir. Only is it din by father. And we'll say, when could a father make his son a Nazir up until, up until what point in time? What we call Onas Nidarim. The time of neder maturity, which we're defining ultimately again as between the ages of 12 and 13. He has not yet exhibited signs of physical maturity, but ultimately again has reached the age of neder maturity. So the Ramam then goes on and explains 
the halach lamaisa, the, the, the rest of the details of this Nazirus. But for our purposes, this is enough. So again, I just want to point out everything we saw in the Mishnah, namely, again, if the son objects, relatives object. So again, all of that is true. The Rabbam Haskins, like all of that. So again, Rabbi Yochanan, halach lamoshim. Sinai, this is unique. I will say, just to be clear, a father doesn't have the ability to, to make a nether on behalf of his son in any other situation. Right? It's only dafka in a nazirus. And that is because it is a unique halacha l'moshim yisinai. Incredible. I will say, Mishnah on Lamed al So that closes out, that closes out that Mishnah. Mishnah says as follows. Ha'ish megalech on nazirus. So we've actually made reference to this. So we'll say, this is actually a very strange Mishnah. The reason why it's strange is because the rush holds that the way the Mishnah is actually written is fundamentally incorrect. Fundamentally incorrect, and the rush actually reframes the entire Mishnah. So I'll say we are going to go in accordance with the reading of the rush because it's it's clear actually just from the Gemara and Amud Beis that that's how the Gemara is going to read this Mishnah as well. So let, let's at least begin to read it, and then I'm going to bring you to the rush on the bottom left hand bottom left hand side of the page. So here we go. Haish, let's introduce the concept at least. Haish migaleach on the zeros aviv. So we've actually seen this concept before already. Namely, a son has the ability to go ahead and satisfy his own personal Naziros obligations with monies left over by his father. So just the case that we're dealing with over here is father was a Nazir. Father died before he had the ability to offer up his concluding, his concluding Karbanos. So there's a pot of money that was set aside ultimately again for Karbanos, for concluding Nazarite rites. So now the son is a Nazir. We'll discuss exactly this, this, the case. Son is a Nazir. We should introduce us to the idea that a son has the ability to use the money set aside by, for his, by his father, but a woman does not have the ability to use the money's set aside for her father. So let's say you have a case of where the father was a Nazir, set aside money, died, the daughter is a Nazir. Daughter is or a Nazira, right? She can't use the leftover monies from her father for her Nazarite vow, right? Or for her Nazarite, you know, Karbanos. Son can. Fine. So I will say the Gemara now says, case of, what's the case? I will say, so now, so now I'm going to take you down to the rush for just a moment. So you see the rush? The rush is on the bottom, on the, on the left-hand margin. Go all the way down to the bottom. I will say it's the wide lines on the bottom of the rush. Actually, I actually meant to Xerox it, to copy it and blow it up, since we're going to really be reading it for a little bit. So we'll say, here's what we're going to read the Mishnah out of. All right, so here we go. The Mishnah says as follows, right? So the Mishnah says, according to the Rush, so, so we'll say, see here, so the Rush himself says, I have a different Girsah. What's the case? So we'll say, first wide line on the bottom of the Rush. So Misha Hayahu Aviv Nazir. So we'll say case number one, case number one, is where father and son are Nazirim at the same time. They're Nazirim at the same time. So we'll say, I'm reading from the rush. I'm reading from inside the rush. It's the last wide lines in the rush. So Misha Hayahuva Aviv Nazirim. So we'll say, so ultimately again, the case is where, the case is where father and son are Nazirim at the same time. The Hifrish Aviv Maos Stumil Nazirosav. And ultimately again, Father went ahead and, <coughs> father went ahead and separated that money. Then I will say, 
Now, the father left unspecified funds, right? Remember again, everything we talk about is always by unspecified funds, because we learned about this. What happens if the father specifies the funds? What happens? And then he died. And we'll say, what happens? You know this. We've spent a lot of time on this. What's the halacha? Chatos, yamamelach, ola, nedava, shlamim, nedava. So this case only works when he left an unspecified pot of money. So father died, he left an unspecified pot of money. So we'll say, what's the halacha? Am Rabbi Yossi, hareilu yiplu nedava, she'ein ze megalech on the zero sum. So we'll say, listen to this. In the Rush's version, the halacha is like this. If father and son were Nazirim at the same time, right? So watch this. Father and son are Nazirim at the same time. Now, it doesn't mean that they became Nazirim at the same time. It just means that their Nidarim overlapped. Their Nidarim overlapped. So I will say, if that's the case, and now father dies before offering up his concluding Karbanos, Rabbi Yossi says, son cannot use those monies for his own obligations. They both say, rather, what happens to the money? Nedava. What's the logic? It appears, they both say, it appears that ultimately, again, since the son was a Nazir at the same time of his, of his father, he had his own obligation. So because he, has, because he had his own obligation, therefore what? He cannot use the monies of his father. That's case one in the Mishnah, where they are over, right? So father and son have overlapping Nidrin, is starting to zero them at the same time. Father dies without offering up his concluding carbonos, leaves behind a pot of unspecified money. Son cannot use that money. Rather, that money goes to Nidava. Second case in the Mishnah, continuing again in the rush. However, Misha Haya Aviv Nazir, Vahayula Maustumin Umais. I will say, what's case two in the Mishnah? Case two in the Mishnah? Father's a Nazir. Set aside a pot of money, ultimately for Nazir Nazir. Then I will say, then what happened? Then what happened? Father died. After the father died, what does the son decide? After the father died, I want to become an Azir. I want to become an Azir. And I want to become an Azir with the understanding that I want to use the money left over by my father, the unspecified funds, ultimately for my kabaros. Rebbe say, in that case, harini Azir, I'm going to become an Azir on the condition, with the expectation, that I'm going to use the funds of my father, Zehu Shemigaleach Amaos Aviv. Ultimately, again, that is a case. That is a case, ultimately, of someone who can go ahead and utilize his father's funds. So I will say, that is how the Rush ultimately, again, understands, understands the case of the Mishnah. So I will say, so two cases. Case number one is where father and son were in Azirim at the same time. If that, right, and now father dies, leaving a pot of unspecified funds, son cannot use those monies. Logic seems to be, since he had his own independent obligation, he cannot use his father's money to go ahead and satisfy his obligation. Conversely, if father died with the pot of unspecified funds, and then what? And then what? And then son decides to become a Nazir. And son expressly says, I'm becoming a Nazir and using the money of my father to satisfy my obligation. Halacha said works. That's called, that's called a case of Zeu Megaleach Amaos Aviv. One who goes out literally again, Megaleach takes his haircut, but it means does his concluding ritual rites or Nazarite rites, 
with the money of his father. Oh, say beautiful. That's the Mishnah. So again, we didn't read the Mishnah inside. We read the Mishnah according to the Rosh. Tosas also has a similar girsa, but we'll say that's the girsa we're going to operate with. Beautiful. We'll say Gimara. Gimara. Four lines up from the bottom. Four lines up from the bottom. We'll say, I'll tell you the truth. I don't remember another Mishnah like this, where the Rosh, literally again, the Rosh's girsa is the exact opposite of the Mishnah. To the point where I'll say that if you want to understand this Mishnah, you actually cannot read it inside as it's printed over here. You have to read it as Rosh says. It's just incredible. Says the Gemara, we'll say, yeah, my time, it's, it's so, gives you like a new appreciation sometimes for the Mepharshim. It's kind of like, you know, especially if you're doing, if you're, if you're, like, you, look, you look at this, you parasha, parasha's Truma. So we'll say, can you imagine learning Parsha's Truma without Rashi? Without Rashi. Some parashas, maybe you can get away without Rashi. Parashas Shuma, no idea what it's talking about without Rashi. But also what you have to appreciate is that what? Rashi, learn parashas Shuma without what? Without Rashi. That is pretty incredible. Right? The Rosh learned the Mishnah without the Rosh. So I'm just pointing out, it just gives you a new appreciation. What we have, you know, sometimes we look at Gemara and okay, it's, it's difficult but Baruch Hashem Zachinu, we're so privileged. We have all of these wonderful Rabbeim on the page who are teaching, who are helping us to understand the daf. Imagine, again, the Amelos, they must have had to figure it out without all of the tools. It's absolutely incredible. Good. Shabbos say Gimara. My time Shabbos say, what is going on over here? Shabbos say, so really what the Gemara is asking is as follows. There's, there's two embedded questions in this, which is, number one, why does a son have the ability to use the leftover unspecified funds of his father to satisfy his own nedenizirus. And by the way, and a daughter does not. And a daughter does not. So we'll say, I just want to point out, there's another embedded question. So we'll say, if you remember again, two days ago, uh, yeah, two days ago, two days ago and three days ago. So we'll say, remember again, sorry, two days ago and three days ago, or three, yeah. Remember, we, had, we spent a lot of time on the drush of Karbano, right? What's the drush of, what does Karbano teach us? What does Karbano teach us? You need to use your stuff to affect your own kapara. So really what the Gemara is asking is really like a, a threefold question. Number one, what's the source of this halacha? That a son, a son who became a Nazir after the death of his father, could use the leftover unspecified funds of his father to satisfy his own Nazarite obligations, right? No, right? So number one, what's the source? Number two, what about Karbano? What about Karbano that says you have to use your own stuff to affect your own atonement? And number three, what about a daughter? Why, why is she precluded from doing this? All of that in one little word. My time. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Halacha he benazir. Ah, so we'll say once again, what's the answer? What's the answer? Halacha Moshe Misinai. Say halacha Moshe Misinai, that there is such a concept like this. And I'm about to say, obviously, once the halacha Moshe Misinai, the halacha Moshe Misinai doesn't just tell you that it's possible, it also tells you what? The parameters. So the will say very specific parameters, namely, it's talking about a son who becomes a Nazir after the death of his father. They do not have concurrent overlapping nature in his ears. Otherwise, the son would have his own obligation, couldn't satisfy the obligation with his father's money. So the halacha of says that if the son becomes a Nazir after the death of his father, and the father left over what? Left over what? Unspecified, Unspecified ma'os stumen, then enoch inami, and the son becomes a Nazir with the express condition that he's going to use his father's money, then it works. Then it works. So the Gemara says, so Pshita, okay, fine. What more is there to talk about? Three Gemara, my memra, the Ben Yoresh Es Aviv Bas Lo. 
So I will say, now listen to this. So the Gemara says, what would I have thought? What would I have thought? So maybe this is a din in Yerusha. As I will say, maybe the reason why this doesn't apply by a daughter is a very simple thing. A daughter doesn't inherit in the presence of a son. Again, leaving aside, I'll say, obviously, again, there are ways to halachically structure one's estate, right? With certain, certain, we'll call it pre-death gifts. If one wants a daughter to be able to receive property after the death of the parent, but just straight out halachos, hilchos yerusha, a son inherits, a daughter does not. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, so this is, sounds like a case of Yerusha, right? The father is dying. He remember not dying. The father's died. He left behind a pot of unspecified funds. So ultimately, again, a ben is Yorish, a daughter is not. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Lo tzricha, the less they elabas. They will say, what about a case where let's say there's only a daughter? There's only a daughter. So again, father died, left behind this pot of unspecified funds. There's only a daughter. Mao de Tema, Wodraf thought, Yarshin Gemirin Law. So the Gemara said, I might have thought that Allah said, perhaps this money is governed by the general halacha of Yerusha. Kamash Malon, no. Kamash Malon halacha. Kamash Malon halacha, that no, this money we're going to see is actually not governed by typical Hilchos Yerusha. And therefore, again, a daughter would not inherit it. So there is a specific halacha Moshe Misinai that says if father leaves behind this pot of unspecified funds and you have a son who after the death of his father decides to become a Nazir on the condition that he could use his father's funds, he's allowed to use the money for that. But that is a very specific halacha l'moshe misinai. And ultimately, again, does not, this money is not really shaykh to general hilchos yerusha. Quite incredible. Quite incredible. We'll say, all right, there's an interesting tosis on this also, but we'll, we'll, we'll go weiter. We'll go weiter. So we'll say, so let me ask you this question. So pligi rabbanan aleid rabiosi o lo pligi. So we'll say, so here, here's what's interesting in general, in general about the, about the Mishnah. Right? So we'll say, so remember again, you have the Tanakama, right? You have the Tanakama that says, ha'ish migalech on the zeros aviv, Right? And then ultimately, again, you have the position of Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says, Ultimately, again, the money falls to the Dava. So the Shaila is, are you on Rabbi Yossi or not? Then Tim Silomar, and if you hold ultimately, again, that the argument, Tim Silomar, Pligi, Aresha, O Asefa. Ultimately, again, are they arguing in the first case or the second case? Suppose I take a quick look at the rush. At the rush, sorry for just a moment. Not the rush, but the rush. So I say, so the rush says as follows: This is on Lamed Amud Beis. Lamed Amud Beis. So ultimately, again, he buy the who pligi rabban aleid rabbiosi tizomer pligi aresha tafilu huva aviv nizirin yigalech amos aviv o asefa tafilu nazir achas. So I say, so again. One part I did not read in the Rosh Hashanah is the position of Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says in the Mishnah, yiplu Rabbi Yossi holds that in the case of the Mishnah, the money falls to Nedava. The money falls to Nedava. So Rabbi Yossi, the Shaila is, what case, if any, are the Rabbanan arguing on Rabbi Yossi? Now, again, so now I will say, now you're going to see the, the reason why the Rosh switched around the reading of the Mishnah is because the way the Gemara is currently understanding the Mishnah clearly indicates that the Gemara read the Mishnah like the Rush. 
So watch what's happening over here. Let's, let's do this inside the rush. So we'll say, here's the Shaila. Do the Rabbanon disagree with Rabbi Yossi or not? Right? And if you hold that they disagree, which case do they disagree on? So look at the rush. So we'll say, so remember again, the Reisha case, what was the Reisha case going to the rush? Father and son are Nazirim at the same time. Right? Now remember again, what did we say? What did Rabbi Yossi say in that case where father and son are Nazirim at the same time? Yiplu l'nedava. In that case, son cannot use the money of his father. Rather, the pot of unspecified funds goes ultimately again to Nidava. So I will say, see, here's the Shaila. Are the Rabbanon arguing on that case? Right? That's the Reisha case. Oa Seifa. I will say, look at the Rosh. Dafilu nazir achar misas aviv eno megalech teles lehalacha. Or maybe the Rabbanon are arguing on, see, I will say, let me, let me just let me take a step back for just a second. What's driving the Gemara's question over here is that Rabbi Yossi is mentioned by name in the Mishnah. Now, in general, whenever you have a Stam Mishnah and then you mention an opinion by name, what does that seem to indicate to us? That there's Machlokus in the Tanakhama and the opinion mentioned in the Mishnah. So you have a Mishnah that quotes a case, right? So, you know, so case number one, so case number one is what happens. Father and son are overlapping Nazirim. They both say, what's that look on father and son are overlapping Nazirim? What's that look Right? Rabbi Yossi says, son can't use the money. The part of unspecified funds is Yiplul and Adaba. So the Mishnah explicitly articulates the position of Rabbi Yossi. So are the Rabbana arguing on that? Right? In other words, is there, is there a machlokis over here? Do the Rabbana hold no, even in the, ca- in the, even in the case of overlapping Nazirim? That's what? That the son has the ability to use that money? Are they arguing there? Or perhaps they're arguing on the second case. What's case number two? Case number two in the Mishnah is, father was a Nazir, then I will say what happened, set aside money, had a pot of unspecified funds, and then I will say what happened, father died. What did the Mishnah say? What did the Mishnah say? In that case, what's Allah will say? What's Allah? Son could use the money. Or the Rabbanon arguing on that case, and perhaps they're fundamentally disputing, maybe there's no Allah of Moshe In other words, what's going on over here? So the Gemara says, here we go. See, by the whole. Pligi Rabbanon alit Rabbi Yossi. We'll say for second line from the top. Lama Namad Beis. Ad Rabbanon arguing on Rabbi Yossi. Olo Pligi. Bimtim Salamar Pligi. And I will say if you say that Rabbanon are arguing, Aresha or Asefa. Are they arguing on the first case or the second case? So we'll say here we go. So Tashma. Kate said Amra Ishmegalech on the zeros Aviv. So we'll say what's the case of where we say that a man could use his father's leftover unspecified funds for his own Eden and zeros? Here we go. Misha Haya Aviv Nazir. So I'll say, here it is. By the way, here's the Brysa. Here's the Brysa. And now you'll see why the Rush changed the Girsa. Because the Brysa aligns with the Rush's reading of the Mishnah. Or the Mishnah aligns with this reading of the Brysa. Watch this. What's the case of a, of a son who could use the leftover unspecified funds of his father to go ahead and satisfy his own net in his zeros. Here we go. So Mishaya Aviv Nazir, the father was a Nazir, Vehefrish Aviv Maos in Zeruso. And now this father set aside money. He had a pot of unspecified funds for his own Zeros. Umes. And now the father died. And now what does the son say? Son says, To honor my father, I'm going to become a Nazir, and I'm going to use the money that my father set aside. 
They both say, what's the halacha? Zehu shemegaleach al-ma'os aviv. That is a case of where the son could use his father's unspecified monies. They both say, what happens? So again, what's the important nekudah? What's the important detail? When does the son become a nazir? After the death of his father. Aval. Misha Hayahu Uva Aviv Nizirim. They both say father and son were both Nizirim at the same time, right? Concurrently during Nizirus. Vehefrish Aviv Maus Nizirusso. And the father separated out money for his Nizirus. Umes. And the father died. Hare Elu Yiplu Linedava. Dear Rabbiosi. Rabbiosi. I will say again, Rabbiosi holds. No, no, no. In that case, the money falls to Nedava. And the son cannot use this money, right? So I will say that's. And I will say, so beautiful, right? Now, that's the reading. The way we just read this now, that's the way the Rush reads our Mishnah. Right? And that's the position of Yossi. However, Rabbi Lezra, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Amru, Zehu, Shemegaleach, Amma'os, Aviv. On the other end, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, hold that, no, 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 even in that case, the son could go ahead and use the father's money. So I'll say, what, what do we just see over here? Rabbi Yossi is of the opinion that if father and son had concurrent Nidre and Aziris, then father dies and left over a pot of unspecified money, the son cannot use that money. Yet the other Rabbanim, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi, sorry, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda all hold that even in that case, the son can use the father's money. So I'm going to say, what do you see from here? You see from here that the Rabbanon disagree with Rabbi Yossi in the case of overlapping the and zeros. So I'm going to say, it sounds like everyone agrees that if the son became a Nazir after the death of his father, so the son could use the unspecified funds left over by his father. What's the Machlokes case? Where father and son were Nazirim at the same time. In that case, Rabbi Yossi holds that says that what? Son cannot use the money of his father. Yet the Rabbanon hold, even in that case, son can use the monies of his father. I asked the Gemara, Boy Rabba, Boy Rabba, Yesh Loshnei Baruch says this. We're going to ask a series of questions. Yesh Loshnei Baruch Nazirim Mahu. He'll say, watch this. What happens if father died and he left, he left behind two sons who are Nazirim? So let's say, so now what's the Shiloh, right? So the father left over a pot of unspecified funds and now he has two sons who are Nazirim. What happens to the money? Mo, Hilchasad Gemirulam, called the Kadim Galach Galach. So I'll say, do we say that Allah Moshe Messina essentially says that what? Whoever finishes their Nedir Nazirus first gets to use the father's unspecified funds, and all of that money goes to the first son to reach the finish line for his Nazirus. Or maybe we'll say, maybe what? Maybe no. Maybe, maybe since both sons are technically entitled, this is governed by the halachos of Yerusha, and therefore the money is split between the sons. So, okay, that's question one. Question two. By Rabbah. Bechar upashit mao. Wow. Let's say to make it a little more complicated. Let's say the two sons who survived their father, one of them is a bachar. One of them is a bachar, and one of them obviously is not. So let's say, so now what do you do with the pot of money? So we'll say, ultimately again, so do we say, listen, it's halach l'moshim Sinai, And therefore, halach l'maysa, halach l'maysa essentially, every, right, either the first one gets the pot, right, or they split the pot evenly, or I will say, maybe not. Maybe this is governed by some halachos of Yerusha, and therefore what? The Bukhar will get what? The Bukhar will get a double portion. The Bukhar will get a double portion. So I will say, see the Shaila? So again, what, we understand that what's driving this is a halacha of Moshe Misinai. 
The real fundamental shaila is, is the halacha la Moshe Nisinai somehow governed by the halachos of Yerusha or not? And ultimately, again, if we say it is, it is governed by Yerusha, and ultimately, again, we divide the pot of unspecified funds in accordance with the halachos of Yerusha. So we'll say, but again, in general, the halacha of Pishnayim only applies to unconsecrated funds. But perhaps double portion of Bukhar will not apply ultimately again to this type of money that's left over for sacrificial purposes. So the says, Oh, Dilma, Kevan Achloshna. Or maybe not. Maybe since the money ultimately again is set aside for a specific purpose and it's usable by the sons, maybe Halachalamais again, the Halachalamais would apply. Fine. So we'll say another question. Aviv Nazir Olam, Vahu Nazir Stam. Aviv Nazir Stam, Vahu Nazir Olam, Mai. There was another fascinating Shiloh. Let's say the father and the son have different types of Naziros, right? The father is an eternal Nazir, and the son is a regular Nazir, or vice versa. So we'll say, now the father dies, leaves behind the pot of money. So we'll say, can the son use the pot of money? So do we say that this halacha, that a son has the ability to use leftover funds, leftover pot of unspecified funds of his father, this satisfies own oh, Nazarite obligation is only when, only when, in a regular case of Naziros. So, oh, Dilma, Loshna, maybe it doesn't matter. In other words, father and son do not have, to, do not have to have the same type of Naziros in order for the son to go out and use the pot of money left over by his father. Oh, so Gemara says, Vintin Salomar, Hacha Idi Vidi Naziros Tara. Or we could say, maybe in, a, in this case, both father and son are observing what we call Naziros Tara. But watch this. The Gemara says, Bayravashi, Aviv Nazir Tame, Vuhu Nazir Tar. Aviv Nazir Tar, but who knows? I will say, what about the following case? Let's say the father had set aside a pot of money, but do you know why? You know why? Because the father became Tame, and so he had to go ahead and what? Bring a whole bunch of, then what happens? He dies before being able to use that pot of money. Could the son use that pot of money for now the regular concluding sacrifices of a Tahar Nadir Naziros? So I will say, see all, all these questions. So what's the halacha? What does the Gemara say? Teku. So I will say, the Gemara leaves the question ultimately again unanswered. Teku to all of these last questions. And I will say, what about the fundamental shayla that we have? So just very quickly in the one minute that we have left. So I will say, see here's what we're left with. We are left with a halacha la Sinai that says that a son could go ahead and use the unspecified funds left over by his father in satisfaction of his own nedin aziros. So I will say, what's the machlokes? The core machlokis in Rabbi Yossi and the Rabbana, I will say, is what case does, what case does the halacha la Moshe Misinai apply to? Does it only apply to a case of where the son became a Nazir after the father? Or does it even apply in a case of concurrent Nidri Nazir? Rabbi Yossi holds that it only applies in a case of where the son became a Nazir after the father. The Rabbana hold even concurrent Nidri Nazir. So it's incredible. The Raman Paskins and Hilchos Naziros, Parakhes, Halacha Tesvav, like the Rabbana. Namely, that the Halacha Lamoshi Misinai applies in both cases. Both the case of where the son became a Nazir after his father, as well as, where, as, well as when there were concurrent Nidri Naziros. The son is permitted to go ahead and use the leftover pot of unspecified funds in order to satisfy his obligation. That is the Allah Chalamosh Misinai. Hadrin Allah Misha Amar Elosai Shkoyach.
All right, Chevron Zoom. Have a great day, everyone. A good Chodesh.